Introducing your starting lineup for the NBA's Most Valuable Podcast. He's a 5'10 forward out of Carleton University. Give it up for Bradford. Welcome back, everybody. This is the NBA's most valuable podcast. It's a gloomy Wednesday morning in Brampton, Ontario here, but you can't see that because I'm in space. We got Jeffrey Tram over here just what waking up? up from a fresh, fresh sleep. How are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> Wait, why'd you call me out like that? Uh, <laughs> Yo, you look tired. wide awake, bro. Oh, I am. I am. I'm ready for this this podcast. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? And of course, we got myself, John Gallardo, and we got a special guest on today's episode, a colleague of ours from Carleton University's journalism program, Grant Vassos. Hey, Hey, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me here. Yo, thanks for coming, bro. Hey, no worries, man. I'm, I feel you about the weather. Like, I'm looking out my window right now. Like, I'm in my room. I kind of jerried the whole thing for this podcast, and it's absolute garbage. Like, it just started storming outside. Yeah, but that doesn't really matter because we're inside. We're, br- we're here with the power of Zoom, but that's not sponsored. They can sponsor if they want to. But anyways, we got to get into <laughs> some NBA news. It's been a slow news week, not going to lie. So we've only got one thing to talk about here. Nate Bjorken, the assistant, former assistant coach now of the NBA Ra- of the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors, he mm-hmm. was actually hired by the Indiana Pacers. So... Mm-hmm. The news I was following around this was um, because of uh, Nate McMillan's firing. There was potentially rumors that, um, what's his name? Adrian Griffin was actually in the running for this job too. So it's kind of surprising that uh, one of the Raptor assistants, not him, actually got the job. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll start out with you, Grant. Um, what was your initial reaction to this hiring here? Um, I mean, I was a little shocked because, you know, like, there- like we have had a bunch of coaches like fire too. We had, um, we had the coach from Houston too. We had fired Mike D'Antoni or Mike D'Antoni. Am I think of the Spartans yeah. coach. Am I thinking of the Rockets yeah, yeah. coach? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it mixed up. I do football too, so that's kind of where I get mixed up. Uh, I was kind of a little shocked, but I could kind of see why they hired him too because you look at his resume. It's kind of like Nick Nurse, you know, like he's went through his bump and bruises. Like he's got an extensive resume, like. He started in high school in Arizona. He won regional coach theory. He even won Arizona State coach theory. So pretty good start. And he's even got that G League experience too, like Nurse. You know, he spent uh, some time as an assistant with Nurse's staff um, with the Iowa Energy from 2007 to, I think, 2011. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it was about like seven or eight seasons there. And then he went to Nurse's staff. So it's not like this guy, you know, just got lucky. It's not like Nash, you know, where it's like he's coming in there with very little to none coaching experience. You know, like he does have a resume and he's got a winning resume too. You know, in the G League too, he was a head coach and he had like a 
0.59 winning percentage there. So, you know, it's not like this is his first run of the gig, right? He's shown in the past that he can win as a head coach, that he has that experience working with the lower level players. So, and I think just, you know, learning under nurse and everything he's done with the Raptors, I think this could turn out really well for the Pacers, but you know, we're going to have to see. Jeff, jump in. Well, I thought, well, a name that I also heard with the Indiana Pacers was Mike D'Antoni. Um, little, great move by Indiana to get this coach, like what Grant was saying. Um, first of all, the fact that Nick Nurse has kind of like a protege already, when Nick Nurse is literally like just a second-year NBA coach, that's impressive on him. Though, at the same time, you know, there have been great coaches like Greg Popovich who have their protégés and not do very, very well as a coach themselves. So we'll see how he does with the Indiana Pacers team. Um, also, another thing to know about the Indiana Pacers is we don't know the future roster and what that team would look like in terms of, you know, Victor Oladipo could be potentially traded. Uh, Miles Turner has been named as a potential guy who could also be in trades. Um, we'll see what the, this Indiana team is going to be, which direction they go towards. Remember last year they had a very um, – they were a top – Eastern Conference team, like one of the top tier, um, like a team that like is underrated in um, in terms of like you know I remember the last year they were a team that everyone was talking about oh like like they weren't really taking them as seriously as a contender yet they were still like like consistently at like the four seed or five seed so um, they have a culture there obviously they fired their coach uh, Nate McMillan which from what I've heard from Indiana Pacers fans saying that he has, like, no offensive scheme whatsoever. And they were frustrated by how, like, he, like, had no plays for his players. Um, obviously, um, being under Nick Nurse, he's – a lot of people say that he gets a lot of credit for helping Nick Nurse with creating the offense that helped the Raptors be a, t- a top-tier offense team in the league. So it's going to be interesting when they do face up with each other because, you know, he's going to know all about the boxing one and – all the mm-hmm. offensive strategies from Nick Nurse. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun matchup to, <laughs> to watch for sure. You know, when, when I saw this hiring, like I was saying, I was kind of surprised that Adrian Griffin didn't get the job because mm-hmm. Adrian Griffin seemed like the the lead assistant on Nick Nurse's staff. It was either him or Bjorken for sure. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a good hiring for the Pacers because they've got a guy that can draw up the X's and O's unlike, um, unlike Nate McMillan has supposedly. Yep. But for this hiring, like I was on the same wavelength as you, Jeff. I'm just wondering what the roster is going to look like. What's Nate Bjorken going to have to work with there? Because Oladipo's future in Indiana is up in the air. And, you know, Miles Turner also, as you mentioned, is a guy that could potentially get traded. So to me, this was one of the head coaching jobs that seemed less attractive for most guys that are on the market right now. Like if you're a D'Antoni, you don't want to go to Indiana. Um, you probably want to go somewhere like Philly, but they hired Doc Rivers literally the moment he got fired. So I, I don't know if that was a good move for them either. But this is a really good hiring for the Pacers because they got a guy that can draw up the offense. And he's a proven head coach, as Grant was saying, with a pedigree that spans longer than um, most head coaches that have gotten jobs like Steve Nash, like you saying. So this is a good hiring for the Pacers. And yeah, it's just going to really come down to what they have next season. And 
Yeah, that matchup versus uh, the Pacers and Raptors, I'm going to have that one circled on my calendar because that's going to be a an X's and O's battle between, you know, teacher and uh, student. Kind of like in uh, Star Wars when uh, the uh, the apprentice becomes the master. <laughs> I, don't I love know. how you throw in a Star Wars reference there. Nice transition, John. <laughs> I, I had to throw in a Star Wars reference oh. because I'm in space, bro. I have to. <laughs> All right, so we got to move into some off-season content here because it is a slow, slow news week in the NBA. So we've planned together an all-time fantasy draft for for just uh, fantasy and you know hypothetical purposes here. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what we're doing is we're drafting a all-time team out of the seventy-four greatest NBA players listed by ESPN, and. How we're going to do this is we're going to do it in a snake format draft. So we're going to have a generator um, show us the draft order randomly, of course. And then we're going to make our selections based off of the list that ESPN gave us. So I'm going to put our teams in the generator here. Um, we don't really have any team names from what I know. Do you guys have any team names that you well, I got? Oh, I got a team I, name. Yeah. I got a team name too. Okay, but cool, cool, cool. So uh, how about you guys? Uh, Tell us your team name and uh, what went into that selection. Or uh, what went you want to go first, Jeff? Or uh, you go first because I'll say. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, so uh, my name uh, is going to be the Breen Street Bangers. Uh, you know, <laughs> it up. You know, what? Mike Breen, legendary NBA commentary. You know, oh, big shout out to him. Every player hits yeah. a big shot, go bang. So ah. uh, yeah, I kind of went through a couple. I um, went through the OVOs. I thought that was an all right one. Uh-huh. Uh, my backup one was the G Sauce Express, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought the be- the Breen Street Bangers were a little bit better. So yeah, that's my team name. Nice, Jeff. What do you got? I my team, and I'm really hoping it works out. But my team name is Strive for Greatness because that's all we're gonna do, <laughs> and that's we're gonna win God. championship after championship after championship. That's all we gonna do on this team. So. You're also gonna go like what? Three, four for seven in the finals, bro. Oh, <laughs> no! Hey, elite. What are you talking about? That's still that's still a good record. Yeah, well, my team's gonna go six for six in the finals, and my team is oh. the Brampton Botrys because I couldn't think oh. of anything better. <laughs> oh my god, really? I couldn't oh think of god. anything better, man. I, I was who like, wants to play in Brampton? Like, who I know who who Brampton? does want to play in Brampton, oh. but. I'm I'm so rich as an owner that I'm just gonna force my players to come to Brampton and play here, no matter like what what oh. they what gripes they have with the city. So oh boy, I've got the draft order here. I'm gonna share my screen because uh, I I have the draft order right here. So it on this draft order it only has eight teams as the minimum. So we're just gonna go by order of um, who's oh. on the top here. So as I you can see, Jeff's got the first pick in the draft. I have the unfortunate situation of being in the middle, so I won't have an opportunity to have uh, back-to-back selections here. And Ooh. unfortunately, Grant, you know, sorry, you're—I know you're the guest, but the random generator gave you the eighth pick, which is the third pick in our draft. But you got this—the selections that that are back-to-back, so that could work out in your favor. All right, okay. beautiful. Okay. All right. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way. Jeff, you're on the clock with the first pick. You got a minute. So a minute. Your selection. This man. isn't gonna take too long. It already says it in my name. I'm picking the king of Akron, 
the king of LA, LeBron James, number one overall. What, you didn't want to pick a Charles Barkley and go Allen Iverson first overall? <laughs> Yo, I, I love that video. <laughs> that was the funniest video ever. Oh, my God. All right, trying to change things up. Okay, all right. LeBron all James, right. okay, good pick. LeBron's done. I am on the clock with the second pick. This is very easy for me. I got to go with the GOAT, Michael Jordan, of oh, course. Oh, boy. Because if you're going to leave him on the table at number two, well, I'm not going to let him fall to number three. Because, man, if Grant could get Michael Jordan at three and then add someone else next to him, that's kind of mm-hmm. dangerous. So You know, I got really excited there. And then I remembered, oh, I'm the third pick. I'm not going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. Okay. Um, all right. Am I on the clock now? Yep, you are on the clock. Okay. Yeah, you are. Um, ooh, I got an interesting choice here. A lot of choices. Um, you know what? I need some shooting. I need passing. I need MVP level. No. I don't think I'm going to go center first, but I am going to go with the legend, Larry Bird. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Ooh. I didn't have I didn't Larry pass. Bird on my top 10, honestly. Oh, boy. Okay. But that's kind of disrespectful because Larry – That's okay. That's okay. You got your own list. I got my own list. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Sure. Interesting. I didn't expect that. Okay. Yeah. And he got, he got the next pick too, eh? No. Oh. I. Yeah, he had, He does have the next pick. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Going oh, back boy. back to you again. So, <laughs> I actually clock. forgot that too. Um, all right. So, I got bird. I got shooting. I got passing. Um, I'm looking at my point guard situation here. Um, you know what? I have Larry Bird. I need a passer. Oh. I need another shooter. I'm gonna need some scoring. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna go with one of the cold-blooded, clutches, high scorers in all the NBA. I don't think anybody can compare to him with his mentality. I'm gonna go with the Black Mamba, Kobe oh. Bryant. Oh, that was Dang. my pick. That was my pick. That's gonna oh. be my backup if I didn't get Michael, obviously. Oh. What's what's the next best best thing? That's Jordan 2.0 or well, Jordan Light, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's a nice duo right there. Ooh. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough duo to guard, but I've I have faith in my team that I will draft. Okay. So I'm on the clock now. I'm looking at my list here. There's a lot of ways I can go. I can go big, I could go small. I've already got my score, so I think I need someone that can compliment Jordan and is not going to get in the way of his ego. So this might be a surprise, but I'm taking the greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan. Mm. Good pick. He's going to fit right alongside Jordan with no gripes whatsoever. He's going to bring leadership to my team, defense. He can score in the post in the pinch, and he can pass too. So I think I've I've got my power forward to slot right alongside the goat there. So, Jeff, you're on the mm. clock. Back to back picks. Yes, that was a very good pick. Um, I have a question before I make my pick. Um, what era is this hypothetical team playing okay. in? So I got that. <laughs> I got that listed um, in our in our little uh, doc here that we made for the episode. Um, so we're assuming that these teams are going to play in any era so it can be like i don't know 50s 60s 70s you want to build a team that can play in any era whether it's modern or postmodern, wherever so you're trying to build a team that's versatile in any 
rules set and yeah basically just like that so hmm. we're not necessarily playing in the modern area but we're also not necessarily playing in the 90s it could be anywhere okay well there are i think the first pick i gotta pick is gotta Ooh. be a big man that like lebron james with hasn't had a bit good big man until recently which was anthony davis but he's just like a very special t- big man of today's era um in terms of a center i want to put bill russell will chamberlain kareem there's a lot of choices i man. i know i'm taken buddy <laughs> i think i gotta go with kareem abdul jabbar Good pick. pick. Good yeah. pick. It's That's good. hard. It's hard to go against Kareem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't go wrong with him. NBA's all-time scorer. Yep. And would be oh my god, LeBron with Kareem, like in a hypothetical like pick and roll, <laughs> or just like even just having, um, you know, him post up. Like yeah, he's a good pick for me. And then my second, my next pick, um. I think with LeBron James, he can score, but he I, I view him as the play one of the playmakers on the team, which is why I I hesitate to have Magic Johnson. Um, because he's on he's up there. Um Oscar Robinson was a triple double machine, but would that work with LeBron too? I don't know. You got like twenty seconds on the clock. Ooh, twenty seconds? Okay. Kobe was my go-to pick. Yeah. I, I thought about pairing those two together. Ten seconds. I'm going with two big men. I'm going to go with Shaq. Oh, big mistake. Big mistake. I did, I did not think you were going to go with him for a big man. Interesting. I just think about Shaq in his prime dominated in the post and if we're talking about like um playing in an er- like in all eras Shaq can take down any center any league any era just post up so yeah we'll have- I, I i agree with that to a certain extent yeah all right so i'm on the clock here now i've got my shooting guard i've got my power forward I'm looking at my list right now, and I'm trying to think of who can I pair alongside these guys to get some winning basketball. In terms of players in the top 10 in this ESPN list, I'm not really sure whether I should go with uh, the guy that I'm looking at here because he would be a great addition. He would also be a walking mismatch, but at the same time, I don't know if he's going to fit beside Jordan. So it's, it's tough. But I, I can't let Grant get this pick and then let it go back around to him for another pick. So I, I got to go with Magic. I got to go with Magic Johnson. Ooh, okay. He's going to lead the floor for this team. And he's going to be the starting point guard. He can slot in at the center position in a pinch. Granted, I, I don't think we're going to want him to match up against Shaq and Kareem. But, you know, in, in a hypothetical situation, yeah, he could be the center sometimes. So he, he's going to be a good addition to the team. So, Grant, you got the next two picks here. So, you're on the clock now. All right. So, as you can see, the way I'm building this, I got some championship experience. 
I got Bird's championships. I got Brian's championships. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little more. I'm going to go with the man that has the most championships in NBA history. I need a big man. I need someone that can have chemistry with Bird. Maybe Brian. We'll see how that works. Different eras. But I'm going to go with the legend, the great Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I-, I disrespected Bill Russell, too. I didn't really have him in my pool. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Bill. Good pick, though. Good Bill Russell's a good pick. All right. I guess, I guess I'm up again now, right? Yep. Yeah, you are. Okay. All right. So I have some flexibility now. I got my scores. I got my presence in the paint. I got my presence outside. Now I need a passer. I need an unselfish pass, passer for all these scorers, which means – I'm going to go way down the list for this one because this is my guy. I'm going to go with the man with the all-time leader in assists and steals. Oh. One of the more unselfish players in NBA history, the great Utah Jazz point guard, John Stockton. That's a great pick. Good pick. That was, I was honestly going to pick John Stockton over Magic, just thinking about like my team chemistry. But I couldn't let you get Magic at back-to-back picks, man. That, that would have been devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm on the clock now with the next pick here. I don't really know where to go with this one at this point because I got my core set here with these three guys, with uh, Magic, Michael Jordan, and Tim Duncan. So there's a couple ways I can go with this here, but I got to get a big center here to match up with Kareem and Shaq. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best center in NBA history hasn't even been taken yet. And oh, I, I was thinking maybe I could oh. get him later in the draft, but I don't want to take any risks. I got to go with Hakeem, the dream, Olajuwon himself. Oh, good pick. Good At pick. one point, he was the best center in the league. You know, back-to-back MVPs, back-to-back championships. One of three players to win the defensive player and MVP in the same season. And he's the only player in NBA history to win the finals MVP, Depoy, and the MVP in the same season. Good pick, mm-hmm. good pick. Good pick. I You're on I the clock here with back to back picks. Yes, I got my picks. And these are gonna be some very interesting picks. Um so in this hypothetical, my my lineup so far, I got LeBron running points. He's the playmaker. He's the, he would be a dominant playmaker and score and impossible to guard already. Um I have my power forward and center. At shooting guard, I'm gonna play him a little off, like out of position, a little out of position. But I gotta take the best shooter of all time, Steph Curry. Oh, I completely forgot he was still on the board. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking he was gonna go late, but damn. No way! I can you imagine LeBron and Curry together? Oh uh, yeah, that. That's a good combo, man. Yeah. You need that spacing for sure with uh, Shaq and Kareem. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay. So, got another pick here. Yes, and I know what I'm picking here, too. And with this pick, I'm also going with a current NBA player. And as much as whatever feelings I have for him, I have to admit he's one of the best scorers of all oh, time. No. I got to pick Kevin Durant. Fuck. <laughs> I got sniped. Damn. 
I don't think John likes that pick, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, we're allowed to use explicitives here in this podcast. Just saying. So, um, oh, you, you've opened the floodgates now. <laughs> the floodgates oh, yeah. have been open since uh, how many months ago? I don't even remember. The first podcast, I think. But oh, geez, we're going all the way back there. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm on the clock now. Um, oh, no, I, I'm on the clock. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. So, I got one pick here. I got sniped twice. I was planning on putting Curry and Durant on my team, so those were good picks. At this point, I, I don't have a starting small forward yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the like the top guys, the top 10 guys on the board, I don't really have anyone I can slot in there. So I'm going to have to look deep into the list here. Mm. You know what? Because you got KD, I got to go with a guy that's going to at least – stifle KD a little bit ah uh, i know so i gotta go with a modern nba player too i'm gonna go oh. with Kawhi leonard oh oh i didn't expect okay. that i thought it was something different didn't have okay. the best showing in the postseason this uh past season but he's proven you know this is the reason why we got our championship is mostly because of him so mm. i had to add one of the best modern two-way players in the league that can also shoot Interesting. I didn't expect that pick. Okay. 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 All right. So I got my center. I got my passer. And mm-hmm. I've got my scores. Mm-hmm. Now I have Bryant and Bird, two big personalities. Now I need somebody that is physical inside the paint, but ha- doesn't have too much of an ego that can get away of Bryant with Bird. I'm going to go way down the list here. Mm-hmm. You play with the Bulls. Has one of the most colorful personalities ah. in all of NBA history. One of the best rebounders I have ever seen. I'm going to oh. go with the man, Dennis Rodman. The worm. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I did not expect that pick. Whoa! Interesting pick oh. for sure. Okay. Going off the board. Jeez. Going way down the board for this one. I think he's like 74 through 41, isn't he? In that list? I think so. I think he's like, yeah, 62. He's like way down the list here. Oh, my. Definitely Jeez. a value pick here, but maybe a little bit early as uh, I don't know what pick we're on, but we're towards the middle of the draft, I That's think. That's okay. That's okay. It's still early. It's still early here. It's okay. okay. Interesting. So my next pick here. So I got my starting five. At least it seems like that right now. Okay. I'm uh, looking at the top of the list here. Hmm. You know what? Yeah, I can't. I can't pass him up. I still can't believe he's mm. up. How can there be a man that has a hundred point game still on this uh, list? Mm. Um, you know, I'm not even gonna give an explanation. He doesn't need an explanation. I'm going with Wilt Chamberlain, baby. Great pick. I had my eyes on him, man. If he if you weren't gonna pick him there, I was gonna snatch him up. But you know, Wilt Chamberlain's one of those players that can play in any era because of his athleticism. Like this guy was a freak of nature. At mm-hmm. he was like two, he was listed as 250, but he was probably a little bit heavier. But he could run like a Olympic gold track athlete. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you got him was a great value pick because imagine him playing in the modern era, his like switchability on defense. Like, oh my god, this guy's but, a winner on and off the court. Perfect fit for my team. Yeah, he, there's that rumor that he had like a hundred kids or something like that. 
Yeah. So boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's splashing on and off the court. But anyways, mm-hmm. I got to move time. on to my pick here. So now we're starting to round out my bench, although I'm not really sure if Kawhi is even going to start on my team yet because there's some picks that can still be made. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, guys that are left on the board, because uh, I was eyeing Wilt Chamberlain as my backup center, you know, he would have been perfect to be a uh, backup to Hakeem, although I don't know if his ego would let him come off the bench. So I got to go with a guy that can bring the same level of winning consistency and defense and on the, on the court here so i gotta go with one of the more low-key players in nba history moses malone Ooh. oh moses malone was arguably the best center of the 80s he had three mvps i believe in in that time he also won championships in the 80s as well and mm-hmm. there was a time where there was a legit debate whether who was better moses malone or kareem abdul jabbar so I feel, I feel like I got a great pick there. Yeah, that's a good pick. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a little changes to my starting lineup is I'm going to move, well, either Kareem or Shaq to, like, the backup. They'll, they're interchangeable, so depending on the matchup we face or if, like, Shaq gets into foul trouble, you know, with them, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes off the bench. That's a very great problem to have um so then with my power forward keeping in the the in mind of also the modern day game as well i need a guy who can stretch the floor and what better guy to have than dirk nowitzki i knew it good pick gotta have dirk one of the kind of like one of the guys who kind of like revolutionized the modern game in terms of a guy who can stretch the floor and his shots, some of like the, the knee shot, unblockable. Fade away. Interesting. All right. So you got another pick here. Mm-hmm. And with this pick, I need to go. I want to have a great guy off the bench, a guard who can play both ends, especially since a guy like Steph Curry, even though he's one of the best shooters of all time, isn't going to be a uh, very defensive, good defensive option. Um, so off the bench, I'm going to have LeBron's best friend. No, Dwayne don't Wade. do it. Dwayne Wade, baby. Oh, oh that's a There good was a better too. guy I was eyeing, not going to lie, but I had to go with LeBron's. I didn't want LeBron's friend to be taken away. So, Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, I, I had my eye on Wade too, not going to lie. He's at, in his prime. He was probably like one of the best shooting guards of all time and Absolutely. he's probably like top three all time too People if you're forget uh, how dominant he was during that 2006 championship Robin. yeah like, yeah like Absolutely. that was really like he was the guy on that team so that, that's mm-hmm. a great pick there i'm on the clock again so i've got a lot of decisions to make here i should have been taking better uh i should have been paying attention a little bit more to you guys's picks i should have been like, writing them down because I don't really know like who's on the board and who's or who you guys are targeting at this point and what positions. So, oh, yeah. you know what? I, I just got to go with my gut here. I got to get a player that is an MVP caliber player. Okay. And, you know, he's probably one of the best modern bigs in the NBA, period. He's going to match up very well here. 
This is I'm going a little bit off the board, but I'm going with Anthony Davis. Oh, oh my god. You took him. If you're if we're talking about players that can play in any era, that's Anthony Davis, man. I mean, arguably maybe in the 90s his fit there is a little bit iffy because there's more contact in the game, but he's the he's the most He's the best modern big in the NBA because he's so efficient. His numbers are so nice. Yeah, and he's no. going to fit very well with this team because he's about winning. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a good wow. pick, man. Another good pick. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. There aren't really any bad picks on this list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> let's make it clear. Unless you're going Allen Iverson number one. <laughs> no disrespect to AI. He was a ghost. I was but. so hoping Jeff was going to do that, but... Do you think I would throw away my team for that? I'm not Charles Barkley. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that uh, I would get the first pick or, or Jeff would get the third pick so then I could snipe LeBron from him. I would be crushed. I would, I would cancel the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that, Grant, you're on the clock now with two picks. Okay. All right. I'm looking at my line right now, and I got the offense, and I got my defense – in the center position inside the paint. I want more oh, no. toughness and I want more defense because if we're going to play in both eras, we, I need some toughness. And who am I going to go with here? I'm going to go with, Oh, no. Oh, I just forgot him. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Please. I'm going to go with, Oh, I, I just forgot the pick here. Where is he? Somebody took him. How much time do I have? Got like 20 seconds. Seconds okay, I got some time here. I got some time here. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Toughness, toughness, toughness. Okay, I can't find him right now. I'm gonna need some time. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a point guard here. I'm gonna go with defense. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Jason Kidd. Yes, Ooh. yes, good pick. Good pick. There's a good list of point guards there in the 40 through 11 list. So I was hoping my guy didn't get taken. But, uh, yeah, Jason Kidd's a great pick. He, he's a defensive point guard. He's a big point guard. And at one point, he was an MVP candidate. So that's a great pick there to round out your bench. Uh, in terms of my pick here. Oh, he I has think, two picks, right? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right, I got right, back-to-back, right, right. yeah. I got a yeah, backpedal. Yeah. He's got back-to-back picks. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, so like, like I said, I, I want some nastiness. I want some toughness. And I want some defense too. And I'm, I'm not sure how he's gonna pair, because the person actually, you know what? No, I can't go with him. I can't go with him because of Kobe Bryant. No, I can't do that. Um, oh man. Um, Got like oh, twenty-five seconds. Twenty-five seconds. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? Oh, okay. Scratch that. I'm going to go away from the toughness and the defense for a second. I'm going to try to round out my scoring here. I need somebody clutch who can hit the three in the dying seconds from the far oh, corner no. to send it to game oh. seven. All-time leader in threes, Ray Allen, baby. Fuck. That was my <sighs> pick, man. That was, was your pick? Go Ooh. I was, I was going to go for him next round. That's a great pick, man. Ray Allen can round I, out any team. I was going to wait, but I freaked out. I couldn't find who I wanted, and he just came to my head. So I'm happy with that pick. Yeah, Damn. that's a great pick. 
Uh, so I've got a dilemma now because I just got my uh, three-point sniper sniped away from me. So I got to probably snipe someone too. I know Jeff's trying to assemble the banana boat crew over there in uh, the strive for gauges for his team. <laughs> so I got to go with my boy, Chris Paul, the point guard. No! No! <laughs> I was, no! I was but, looking at him between Jason Kidd and him too. That's a good pick. I yeah, hate I, you. I figured when you said Jason Kidd, you know, Chris Paul is probably going to come next on the board. And – and, and if we're talking about two-way player, two-way players, Chris Paul is one of the best two-way guards in the NBA history. So I had to snipe you, Jeff. I'm sorry, you. but I got sniped too. Oh, Good I pick, hate man. you. I hate you. Oh my god. That no banana really boat for you, buddy. <laughs> Damn. You know, my next two picks, we're gonna assemble like completely assemble the uh banana boat, but Carmelo's oh well. not on the list though. He's all the way down if you go to the Oh, is he? All I put. Well, I, don't th- I don't think Carmelo's on the list. Oh, he was okay. I I also downloaded a list from the, another um website just so that I could have like the projections of like the rankings they compared to 2016 to. You uh, know, recently. if you wanted to draft Carmelo, I would have let you have him because we're gonna feast yeah. on Melo anytime he's on the court. <laughs> okay. okay, so okay. you're on the clock with two picks back to back. I actually wasn't gonna pick Carmelo. I'm not gonna lie because uh my pit first pick is actually. When you, my team's identity is gonna is gonna be defense because I'm you took Kawhi, but who was Kawhi before Kawhi? Oh. I gotta pick my man Scotty Pippen. I'm gonna draft Future on my team so he can steal his wife. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna really attack the morale right at the core. So that yeah. that should be a good move for me. Okay. You got another pick, Scottie Jeff. Pippen. Yes. Yes, Scotty Pippen for my defense. And I'm really annoyed because you took my guys, Chris Paul. So I have some off, but I do still have some options at point guard because I want to have a guy with high IQ, a playmaker off the bench for that's the rare times that LeBron is on the bench. I also want to keep have a team with shooters as well, though. So they need to do both. And Chris got like Paul, thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, I got time. I'm setting it up. Don't worry. Because Chris, the thing about Chris Paul, his only knock is he's not like he like he's he's an efficient scorer, but he isn't like a prolific like three point threat the the way this uh, guy could be. I know where you're going with this. Gotta go with the Canadian, Steve Nash. That was one of my picks uh, that I had in the running there for point guard. He's a good pick, man. Yeah, back-to-back he, MVP. He was on the board for a while. I thought I thought you guys would pick him a lot earlier, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. He's so, ranked 30th on the list, though. So. That's a good value pick here late in the draft. I've got yeah. two more selections. So um, I've got one here. Grant's going to go back-to-back, and then it's going to come back to me, and that, that's going to round out our draft. So – I have two slots here that are still open and I really had to look down the list here because all the guys that are really left in the top 40 through 11, I don't really need. So I have to go over to my list here of uh, targets that I have from 74 through 41. 
if I couldn't get Ray Allen, there's still one guy in NBA history that can do what Ray Allen does, arguably better. He just played in an era where they shot less threes. Oh. Why not go for the three point, the original three point king, the former all time leader in three point shots, Reggie Miller? Oh, good. You got some grit on your team there, too. Yeah, some toughness that can uh, bring some intensity off the bench to uh, keep up that uh, authoritarian, authoritarian uh, style that Jordan had. Hopefully, they don't fight in the locker room, but they probably won't if they're on the same team. Yeah, they're wait, all about didn't, winning. Didn't you draft Michael Jordan earlier? I did, yes. <laughs> That's an interesting combo there. We're going to make them get along because we're going to talk them into uh, six championships back to back to back to back to back to back. All right. All right. Okay. I like the confidence. Okay. Um, uh, am I on the clock now? Yeah. You got your okay. last two picks here in the draft. All right. Um, th- this is an easy one. I forgot that he was on here. I'm looking. So I have my outside scoring. I have my inside presence. I got my passers. I want somebody that can kind of do a little bit of, you know, everything. I want somebody that's good on defense, that's a prolific scorer, that has grit, that he's got like that mob of mentality. He's always willing to work harder. Mm. I'm going to go with the man, the back-to-back MVP himself, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Whoa. Yeah. Honestly, Giannis? If, I, if I didn't have AD and Moses, bro, I would have picked Giannis like, right ahead. Really? Oh wow! I, I need I need some scoring. I need some defense. I'm okay. He's young. He can still grow. We got all these older players here. I think I think he can work well. And hey, man, if he's playing in an era where the three point shot is less prolific, I think he's gonna be even more dominant than he is right now. Just saying. All right. Okay. Last pick here. My last pick here. Okay. Got my defense. I'm think I'm looking at another shooter here. I got some scores, but I need a shooter. I need somebody that can shoot from the perimeter that's clutch. Looking at the list here. Hmm, who's good? Oh, you know what? Freeze. Okay. I, okay. I don't know about this because I haven't looked him up, but from what I saw on the ESPN's rankings where they did the top 74 players, they said some good stuff about him. He was a standout six-man, which is good because he's going to be coming on the bench right behind Larry Bird. They got that Boston Celtic connection there, so he got some chemistry. I'm going to go a little off the board here with my final pick. I'm going to go with Boston's all-time points leader, John Havlicek. Mm, that's a good pick. Hondo. That's definitely a good pick. That's the only thing I, I like know that. about him. I like His that nickname pick. is Hondo. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I got to go with a pick here now as the last pick in the draft. I've got one position left that I need to fill. I got the backup small forward selection here. So in terms of the small forwards, actually, in terms of my pool, there's not really enough guys left here. I think there's a bunch of names that um, didn't get drafted that we should talk about a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think in terms of my bench – I really need a guy here that can score and sort of uh, carry the load that Michael Jordan left behind once he's going on the bench there. So I got to go with one of the more underrated players at his prime. He was up there with some of the greats in his era. And 
He's one of the most prolific scorers the NBA has ever seen. I think this will surprise you guys here. I'm going to go with Tracy McGrady. Ooh. <clears throat> T-Mac. I don't think Jeff likes that pick. <laughs> what? Okay. Dude, that okay. is disrespectful, man. T-Mac That's at his prime, there was an argument he was better than Kobe. And if I we're just... looking at this team, I filled out this team perfectly to where there's no links on the defensive end that are going to mm. let T-Mac slack off. So he's going to be focused on this team. That's if he doesn't get injured, but okay. He's not going to get oh. injured because all the players are playing in their athletic primes. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I should, I should have mentioned that at the top, but all these players that we're drafting, we're not like mm-hmm. drafting them in like their, you know, their rookie year or in late in their careers. We're drafting them like right in their prime, dead in their prime. So T-Max is going to be a good option off the bench there, but that okay. rounds out our fantasy. All I got to pick up my pick, right? I don't you, have, a... you have two more guys. No, I just one more, one more, one more. Okay. Because I have, n- you have nine. I need a backup power. Yeah, I need a backup power forward. Okay. And with this, this is perfect because to round it off, I got the league's number two scorer of all time, Carl Malone. Mm, that's mm. not a good pick. Not a good pick. <laughs> I mean, I won't say it's a. It's not a good pick. It's uh. I, I just didn't think that's the guy you were going to go with for your last pick. Yeah. If really? we're talking like modern era translation, uh, I don't know if Carl uh, Malone fits in the modern era. We're talking about all eras. That's what I'm telling you. Right? That's what you said. And I, yeah. Well, and he's number two scorer of all time. True. True. Former MVP too, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. So Utah that Jazz really, legend. Uh, yeah. That rounds out our fantasy all-time draft there. We're going to hop into our next segment of the podcast where we're going to discuss our matchups, you know, the composition of our team, talk about the philosophies we're going to be talking about in our team. So stay tuned for that. We're just going to take a short break. All right, so we are back. We are going to talk about our team compositions here for our all-time teams here. So, I guess we'll start out with you, Grant. Let's talk about your team here because you've got some interesting players. I noticed a very uh, green theme here with the Beantown connection. So, let's talk about your selections. What was your philosophy going into your your draft? Uh, Well, my philosophy, as you can tell from my name, the Breen Street Bangers, I I wanted scorers, right? I wanted shooters. I wanted scorers, first of all. But I wanted someone to compliment them to coming off the bench and in there. I need my toughness. I need my defense. And so I look at my starting five, right? I have Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Defense, yeah, that's a little bit of a weakness, right? But he's going to get you points. He's going to score. He's going to get you to the line. And he's going to will you to win. Like, he is a winner at the end of the day. And I look here too, right? Like Larry Bird, he is a winner. Bill Russell, the greatest winner of all time, right? Bill Russell, this was... A little bit of a dilemma I was going back with with Chamberlain and Russell, but I think I'm gonna have Russell as my start because he's gonna be my defensive plug, right? So I got my scorers in Bird and Bryant. Russell's gonna be my defensive plug inside the paint. Rodman's gonna be my toughness, the agitator, the guy that really gets under your skin, and he's gonna be my rebounder right next to Russell. And John Stockton is gonna be the masterpiece. You know, he's gonna make sure he gets the ball to Bird, to Bryant, to Russell inside the paint. 
and he's going to be unselfish, right? Because we got Bird, we got Brian's personality, we got Russell too. I need someone that's unselfish. So I like the starting. And then for my bench, um, yeah, I didn't really know where I was going with this. Obviously, I wanted something caught off the bench with the threes, Ray Allen. I have Jason Kidd, one of the better point guards in the league. I have John Havlicek, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, I'm going a little bit bigger on the bench here with Antetokounmpo and Chamberlain, getting my scorers here. Antetokounmpo can kind of do a little bit of everything. Havlicek is my shooter, you know, comes off the bench. Um, yeah, the, the one thing I would say that I didn't really know if it will work is having Bryant on a team with a bunch of Celtics. Uh, you know, I don't really know mm. how that will go, mm. especially with the history. But overall, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the team I got here. So what you rolling with with your starting five then? Uh, I'm going Kobe Bryant, a shooting guard. I'm going John Stockton at my number one. Bill Russell, my number five center. Dennis Rodman at my number three. And I got Larry Bird at my number four. Interesting that you put Rodman at the three. So is that like Wait, Detroit Robin Pistons Rodman? Sorry? Is that like Detroit Pistons Rodman then? Uh, yeah, whenever – was he better in Detroit or was he better with the Spurs or the Bulls? It, it depends what you want from him. So if you want more rebounding and his defensive uh, intensity was definitely different as a bull. He wasn't as good as a defender, but he was arguably at his peak as a rebounder at Chicago. But if you want to get the better perimeter defender, that's definitely Pistons okay. Rodman because he was a small forward back then. And he was hounding Jordan in the no, playoffs. No, I, I want Chicago, right? Because they, Chicago got him, right, to kind of just be that agitator, right? Get the rebounds, you know, you know, not be in the limelight, right? I need somebody that is fine with being under Bryant and Bird, right? Because those are the personalities on the team. But I need somebody that's willing to, you know, like be the Patrick Beverly, right? Like he's going to get under your skin, but he's a great rebounder, right? So I'm happy with that. Could I switch him with Antonio Kumpo? Maybe. I just think eh, Robin would be a better fit with there with what his role would be. Interesting. I actually really like your team here. You got a lot of players that I think complement each other really well. In terms of Kobe fitting with the Celtics, I actually think he would fit with the Celtics because – Kobe actually really respects the the legacy that the Celtics had. And he always talked about how it would be awesome to play in Boston if he wasn't a Laker for life. So I, I feel like that that will work out pretty well. You know, well it's funny. Me. I, let me add one more thing in here. If you remember early in the draft, I was thinking of making a pick and then I said, oh, no, I can't because I have Bryant. The guy I was thinking of picking for my starting power forward was Kevin Garnett because I need that toughness. And then I realized, oh, no, <laughs> Brian and him on the same team probably won't go well. So, yeah, complete one Nah, definitely not. I was also very surprised that no one picked Kevin Garnett because I was thinking Jeff was going to go with KG at the last pick there because, honestly, if we're looking at power forwards. I think I rate, I rate KG over Carl Malone any day just because he's a better defender. He, he did win MVP as well. He has a deep hoy on his resume as well. So, I don't know. It, it's a toss-up between those two guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, Jeff, how about you talk about your team there? Like, talk about the Carl Malone se- selection, man. Because, honestly, like, I, I thought that a guy like Kevin Garnett would be a better pick. Uh, just looking at the list here of guys that still were on the board, Charles Barkley is one that you could talk about potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, David Robinson was a big that was still on the board. So there, there were a couple of guys that you could have taken over Carl, but I mean, 
besides the fact that he was the number two scorer in NBA history, I'm not sure what he can bring to your team other than scoring. Well, I think that, well, first I'll, I'll get to that the bench because I'll start with the starting lineup because um, my starting lineup is fire. I'm sorry, but okay. Because first brag. of all, <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, if LeBron James can carry a bunch of bums to NBA finals, the players that he gets to play with in this lineup is just miles and miles ahead. I mean, first of all, I wanted to, I think I'm going to have, so my, my starting lineup is going to be LeBron at the one Curry at the two Durant at the three Dirk at the four and Shaq at the five. So with Shaq at the five, he's just going to get all the boards for all these, all the, the three shooters to, um, sh- you know, they can freely shoot whenever they want. And Shaq can grab the cleanup with the rebound. Um, having Curry and Durant. Curry, obviously, undoubtedly the best shooter of all time. And then Durant, arguably one of the best scorers of all time. A guy who's with his wingspan and can just pull up on anybody. And, um, you know, Curry and Durant, they played together with Golden State. Dirk is a guy who kind of like pioneered, one of the pioneers of stretching the floor, uh, showing what a big man can be capable of and how much of an advantage that would be to be a guy who could stretch the floor. Um, and LeBron can ha- has all these options, man, because now he's got a guy, he can just drive to the lane, do a pick and roll shot, and then if he, there's no, then he, you know he's a, willing, he's a willing passer, one of the best passers of all time. He's going to pass to those guys and they're going to shoot. Um, and then off the bench, um, you got Nash and Wade, who, both guys who can handle the ball, both guys of IQ. Uh, Nash being more of um, the the th- three point shooter, while Dwayne Wade is the slasher type of guy. So that's they complement each other very well. You got Scotty Pippen, um, who can bring the defense and can score as well. And then you know, here's the thing. I think the the matchup of Kareem and uh, of duo of Kareem and Malone in the the front court of the bench is a nice duo. I I know you mentioned uh, Kevin Garnett, you mentioned um, uh, Robinson, uh, Charles Barkley, um, and I understand Malone has never won a championship, uh, but he's a Utah Jazz legend, um, and you know he's just a guy I think could be a nice score scoring option off the bench as a number four option, and then him with Kareem, I think that'd just be a nice duo. And then overall, I think my bench is a great bench. And I'm very happy with it. I realize you have like the top three scorers in NBA yeah. history. So yeah. you're I definitely look at your team and your team is very offense oriented. But I have a defense too, though. Like Pippen is one of the best defenders. Dwayne Wade, we all know Dwayne Wade is looked at as one of the best uh, defensive guards um, in history. Uh, LeBron, underrated defensively. Yes, Curry's a little weak, but Durant is also very underrated defensively with his wingspan. So we're not like completely, we're not garbage defensively. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So there definitely is a recency oh. bias in this lineup. You know, like a lot of the, like the younger generation, our generation, like we can see this lineup mm-hmm. a little bit better than, you know, like what my lineup is, you know, cause like I got the older players, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, this, here we go. No, I'm saying like, here I agree <laughs> with what John says, you know, like you you guys are going to score crazy, right? Like you have Curry, you have Durant, you have LeBron, right? Like, you have Shaq in the middle, right? So, like, if the scoring or the outside isn't working, right, you just give it to Shaq, right? Who's who's going to stop Shaq, right? So, 
you probably have the best scoring team out of all three of us. But on John's point there too, right? It's it's the defense where I wonder, you know, like depending, you know, what era, right? Like if we're playing the older era or maybe like in like the early mid two thousands, right? Like the defense mm, might not be might not be great all the time, but you definitely have the best oh. scoring though. Like I, I'll say this too, like the, the Malone pick, when you say at the end, I wasn't too fond about it, but I'm looking how the lineup is here and Malone kind of looks like a nice, nice pick here, especially come off the bench. So yeah, man, like you, you have a scary team offensively. I'll say that. Yeah. The Shaq and Kareem, like interchangeable nature of that. That's just, that's 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 a mismatch for almost anyone except for my team because when i was building oh my team i had an emphasis an emphasis on two-way players and there's only one guy on my team that i feel is not a plus defender and that was t-mac but that was also my last pick so i i didn't really have many options to choose at the wing position there but if we're going down the lineup you know we start out with magic johnson he is the the best point guard at his at his size in NBA history, 6'9". He's not a slouch defender, and he's a passer, so he's going to facilitate the ball for my team. And then we got the best scorer in NBA history, Michael Jordan. You know, that's He's also the best shooting guard defensively in NBA history, too. He's going to bring that two-way defensive monster mentality on the court there. And then, you know, Kawhi at the three, that is a little bit of a spicy pick, in my opinion, because... I was going to go with either Kawhi or Scotty, but I just had to go with Kawhi because Kawhi is the better scorer. And, you know, he's led a team to a championship before. So I feel like Kawhi could play in any era just because he's so tough defensively and he can be more defensive oriented because we have so many scorers on our team that can take over. And at power forward, Tim Duncan, I mean, come on, man. He would have had six championships if it wasn't for Gray Allen's miracle three-pointer, right? He would have been undefeated in the in the finals, six and zero, just like Jordan. You know, he's also had two MVPs in his career. So there was a time where he was like one of the most dominant players in the league, and then there was also a time in the league where he was just a great role player for his team. So I feel like he could fit in multiple different roles for this team, and he's just pluggable anywhere. I could play him at the center position in a pinch if I need to, and then I got what I view as the best center in the NBA history, Hakeem Olajuwon debatable because you know you how do you go against kareem how do you go against Shaq? but hakeem is the guy you want to have if you're going up against those guys because hakeem's moves in the post he has the best post moves in nba history man he's gonna put Shaq in a in like a twirl he, he's gonna spin around with the oh dream shape he's gonna put him in the whirlwind cycle and <laughs> come on man like he's also a defensive player of the year he, he, hakeem is a great pick for me and I think he's going to fit in well with my team's defensive-oriented two-way play. Mm-hmm. Then when we look at my bench here, you know, Chris Paul, I did pick him to snipe you, but realistically, he fits well with my team's identity because he's also a two-way player. He can, he can, he's a great defender on ball. He's not the biggest guy, but he's savvy with his defense. He gets steals. He's, he was a steals leader, and he was also an MVP candidate at one point. And then at the two, Reggie Miller. I mean, again, I got sniped because uh, I wanted. I was targeting Ray Allen. It was either going to be Ray Allen, Curry, or KD to slot in as my like three-point marksman. But I wasn't going to get KD obviously because he went super early. So the last guy super. I had to choose. 
was well maybe not super but if we're talking about like legacy and like all-time players kd is he's he's like 14th on the list so i mean i guess he went where he was supposed to go but realistically i wasn't gonna get him so reggie miller i feel he's a good pick in my shooting guard position because he's gonna play off ball whenever magic johnson chris paul are handling the ball he's just gonna slot in there as a great shooter and in an era where we're if we're let's say we're playing the game in the modern era reggie miller's popping like threes he's only popping threes when he's on the court and i'm gonna make him shoot 10 threes a game so hopefully he hits on at least four and that that's going to be solid for my team and the t-mac selection i mean we could talk a little bit about that because i didn't really have too many options to go with there at my last pick for the wing spot so t-mac was the guy i went with because he was a scoring leader in his prime i mean granted he was on some pretty trash orlando teams but He's a guy that was one of the best guards and forwards in the league at one point. And I'm specifically honing in on that Orlando Magic, Tracy McGrady. And I think he's going to bring a dynamic scoring option off the bench there. He's not going to be Michael Jordan on the defensive end, but I don't need him to do that because Reggie Miller and Chris Paul are going to pick up the slack in the backcourt. And then in the front court, I've got one of the best on like perimeter defenders in NBA history at the power forward spot. He's so switchable. Anthony Davis, you know, the fact that he was a point guard in high school is only going to help his basketball IQ. And he's going to switch on to everybody. He's going to switch on to T-Mac. If he's getting uh, overwhelmed at his position, he can switch on to the center position in his pinch. And then I got Moses. Moses is basically Hakeem 1.0. He, he was Hakeem before Hakeem. So the, the emphasis I have on my team is, tough two-way play we're not going to shoot a ton of threes because not all of our players are like marksmen from three but we're just gonna attack at all levels because that's what we can do Mm -hmm. yeah i mean any gripes uh, there i mean yeah good team the one the one thing i will say about your team though is that uh you might have a coup on your hands soon because you got a lot of guys in this team that uh jordan kicked their ass in the finals so that's 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 uh-huh. the one thing I'll say. Yeah, I gotta get a dad joke in there. Yeah, but yeah. Honestly, like that's really <laughs> the only thing. Yeah, like I I really like the way your your teams lined up, John. Yeah, it was a very good luxury for me to for Jeff to get the first pick because I knew for a fact he wasn't gonna pick Jordan. Oh. <laughs> he was gonna pick LeBron James every day. So the fact that I was able to get my team captain and then still like build my team with all these two way guys was a great great uh fortune for me well you know um i was gonna you know one thing i was gonna say about your team is um Kawhi and michael jordan are kind of similar players you know and i mean i guess that's a compliment in a way but the step but also at the same like the the style and the way they play you know i like the way Kawhi plays like um when he's like you know bringing up the ball and then doing that like his mid-range shots and stuff like that like it kind of reminds me of like a michael jordan so having two guys like that it could be also a good thing but also could be a bit of a i don't know who who gets the ball while i feel like my team there's no egos except for a guy like lebron it's, it's rightfully uh, something egos i don't know <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know, man. Shaq is gonna get pissed if he doesn't get the ball and like in the in the post, man. He's yeah, gonna be like, pissed. 
Well, I think LeBron will feed him enough to the point where he'll be good because LeBron, LeBron and Shaq played together before Cleveland, but I know, but still. Um, Cleveland. But I think I just I was thinking more of a guy like Curry and Durant and how like they both played on a Golden State Warriors team that was heavily in uh, heavy emphasis on ball movement and sh- like sharing the ball. And Le- LeBron's going to get them good shots, good shot selections. So. You know, you're on your uh, sentiment about Kawhi and MJ's potential fit. Here's what I'll say. I think it's a very hot take, but I think Kawhi is actually a more offensively versatile player than Michael Jordan was. And here's why I say that. I'm not saying he's a better offensive player than Michael Jordan. I'm saying that Kawhi can play different roles on a team. So the fact that Kawhi, I think Kawhi is a better off-ball player than Michael Jordan was. And he, he's just going to slot in there as that guy that's – he's a high-end 3-and-D guy on my team. I'm not going to have him always take up the ball and shoot mid-range shots. He's, he's going to complement right alongside Jordan, and he doesn't have to uh, carry the weight that he had to with the Clippers, let's say. like Michael Jordan is not going to put up a PG-13% performance in, in, a, oh. in a key game. So the fact that Kawhi doesn't have to worry about that and he doesn't have to carry the offensive load. He can just do what he does best, which is defense. And that that's what I'm going to have him do on my team. So I, I don't necessarily agree with your uh, sentiment there that that fit would be kind of uh, detrimental. And also, like, as alpha as Kawhi is, he's still a quiet guy. So he, he's not going to really, like, shake up the water too much with Jordan. Well, you know, I don't think either Michael Jordan or LeBron would get what seven points in game seven or how many points did he score in the game seven? <laughs> the, the I don't know. PG 13, yeah, man. Like no, I was talking about Kawhi though. Oh, Kawhi. Well, you know what? I, I can't really defend that because it's so recent and I feel if I do, people are just going to attack me, but <laughs> you know, even if he gets seven points in the game seven for Kawhi, he's not going to shoot that many shots that he did. And you know, MJ's going to pick up the slack. Magic's going to pick up the slack. Hakeem, Tim Duncan. You know, I have so many players. So Kawhi scoring seven points is like the least of our worries. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I want to ask you, um, ask both of you guys, like which era would you guys say your team plays the best in? Which, you know, maybe you want to talk about the era that your team plays the worst in, but I don't know if it will help your arguments, but uh, Grant, you go um, first. Okay, you go first again. Yeah, I mean, I think era-wise, it's kind of tough, right? Because I like, I have a good mixture of like the old school with like kind of like you know mid two thousands, right? Except with the exception for Giannis, right? He's really like the only like modern one today. Um, I think maybe I'd fit in with like maybe like a 90s era, like late 90s, early 2000s, only right because like I have that toughness with Rodman, the inside presence with Russell, right, which, you know, was still a big thing in the, in the 90s, right? Like you need a big centerman, right? It wasn't what it is today now where he needs to shoot a three, he needs to be quick, right? Um, he needs to be – he doesn't necessarily need to be tough, right, in the paint. Um, but, yeah, like Stockton, I guess, is probably the more modern fit, right, because – you know, like even back in the day, right? Like he was the premier passer. And even today's game, I still think he'd be a premier passer, right? Because, you know, like how much can you really change when it comes to passing, right? It's like, 
like with LeBron and Curry, right? Like they do it a little bit fancy sometimes, but at the end of the day, you know, Stockton got the ball to Malone and to his guys, right? And even on defense, he's got the steals, and we have Kidd who's going to back up. Bryant's going to be my scorer, and that's who I'm going with right now. You know, Bryant and Bird, right? Bryant's the one where I have that modern juice, right, where he's going to score, he's going to put up the high points, but Bird's the type of guy that has the feel for the game, right? Like, I know he's got the three MVPs. I know he was such – he was a prolific scorer and guy for Boston. But he's going to be the guy that, you know, maybe if Bryant has an off night, the, sh- the shots aren't falling, Bird's going to step in. And even not like, I feel Bird's got that feel, right, where he's going to be able to compliment Stockton. He's going to be able to compliment Bryant. He's going to be able to compliment Russell, right? And then, yeah, Halicek come off the bench. Ray Allen for three. So – I really feel like kind of like the 90s would be the good fit for my team, just looking at, you know, scoring and toughness. And I have the defense, and I completely forgot Chamberlain too. So I could put Russell and Chamberlain there, and I feel like both of them would work well. Yeah. In terms of your team, I feel like they'd play really well in the modern era too because, like like you said, like if Russell is just going to be an offensive liability, you just put Chamberlain in there. He can bring everything defensively and still be a very good scorer. I think Larry Bird also, we need to touch a little bit on his playmaking ability because I think he was one of the, like now anyways, people don't view him as one of the better playmakers in NBA history. But at one point, he was like up there with Magic Johnson in terms of playmaking. So the fact that you have a guy like that alongside Kobe, I think that's, if you wanted to pair LeBron James with Kobe, it's also a good pairing for Bird and Kobe as well because I don't think Bird's playmaking is far off, too far off from LeBron. And, that, yeah, and then you got Stockton, man. Stockton's just going to orchestrate everything. Like, Stockton was one of my point guard picks because I feel on an all-time team, he fits in so well because he, he doesn't need to score. He, he just needs – he wants to pass the ball, and if he has an open three, he'll knock it down. So – I think the modern era could also be a good fit for your team there. But uh, Jeff, how about you talk about your team? Like, what era do you think they fit in the best? Um, for me, I think that this is a kind of like a 2000s team. Um, the reason why I say I was going to say modern, but the thing is there's a, uh, you know, since the evolution of Hakashek, you know, mm. that was that's going to be a huge ball because of his free throw percentage type thing. So, yeah, um, I would say the 2000s because it's not too, it's an era where, you know, the three point like emphasis is still pretty new, like in the way we see the game uh, is now. So teams are still trying to figure out how to guard that. So therefore, it would be almost impossible to guard. And on top of that, you have a guy who's that dominant um, in Shaq in a time where people haven't really figured out the hack of Shaq method yet. So um, I just think that the combination of those two things where they can be dominant on the offensive end, like 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 revolutionary offense, like an offense that hasn't been fully like scouted yet by other teams, and then you have a guy who can also post up like Shaq and be the dominant center. Um, in, you know, in the era of the 2000s, there weren't as many dominant centers as they were in like the 80s and 90s. Um, I'm thinking of centers in the league at that time. Uh, Yao Ming, but Yao Ming was injured. 
uh, was injury prone. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was just nobody who could stop Shaq really. So, and then you have all the guys you have off the bench, and also it does help that like a lot of the players are in either the 2000s or the modern game, I guess. Like, even if they're not like the Currys or Durants, and the, you still have guys, I have guys like Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Dwayne Wade, Steve Nash, who did play in the 2000s, uh, obviously LeBron James. So, um, yeah, I think that's the era I definitely would fit my team into. Yeah, and talking about, too, the Nash and Dirk connection there, they were teammates for a couple of years. So that's mm-hmm. that's a good connection you got there. Um, yeah, honestly... The big emphasis I had with the team, like I said, is two-way play. So I'm going to make the argument that they could play in like literally any era that you want to plug them into. If if we're talking to like 80s or 90s, you know, then we got the big dominant centers to play in that era, which is Hakeem and Moses, which they're practically interta- interchangeable. Tim Duncan would thrive in that era too, if you think about it. And Anthony Davis, his fit in the 80s is a little bit kind of iffy because, you know, the the – classic argument all these like old heads bring with a um, new era versus old era is oh yeah these players they can't deal with contact you know they're not going to deal with the bad boy pistons hacking them and whatnot but i think anthony davis is just skilled enough to overcome any sort of era that he's playing in so he's going to figure it out and you know if we're talking like 2000s basketball it still wasn't like the modern game it is today with all the threes so we can use our wings to really dominate the game with like MJ, Kawhi, T-Mac. You know, Reggie Miller is not going to dominate, dominate like one-on-one, but we have enough playmakers and facilitators in, in our team to get him shots off the ball. And then in the modern era, I could, you could argue that the modern era is where we don't fit in the best because our three-point shooting isn't the greatest on this team. But mm-hmm. we have guys that can still shoot it. We got Reggie Miller, T-Mac, Anthony Davis can shoot it a little bit. And, you know, Kawhi can shoot it too. But we're not really going to chuck up a bunch of threes anyway. The way we're going to play our offense is we're going to score at three levels. So if you're going to take away the paint, we're going to shoot the mid. If you're going to take away the mid, we're going we're gonna to sh- pound the paint. And we're going to attack the basket. And if, if you're going to take those two things away, we can still shoot it. And we have so many playmakers that can open up opportunities for other players on this team. And we also have guys that can dominate on isolation. So we're going to score on three levels. We're going to score in a bunch of different ways and you're not going to stop us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with what you just said there looking at your team. You know, yes. I was, sorry, I was just go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was, I was tempted to get Clay Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not see him on the list, but uh, honestly, oh, yeah, Clay Thompson would fit in perfectly too, honestly, with any of our teams. But uh, I guess to round it off, we're going to just go over our rosters again, and then we're going to put up a poll on Instagram to vote on whose team was the Actually, best team. Before, before in- we go to that, do we want to go who we would have picked that was still on the list first? or? Yeah, good. That's a good oh, point. Sure. Yeah, we should, we should talk about the players that didn't get picked. Um, Oscar Honestly, Robinson. Oscar Robinson, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley was a big one for me because at one point he was like the most dominant player in the league, not named Michael Jordan. You know, Kevin Garnett, I mentioned earlier, David Robinson, a guy that I think should have been picked. And honestly, I was debating between him and Reggie is Jerry West, the yeah, logo himself yeah, right that. here. 
Yeah. Like he, he could have played so well in the modern era if you think about it because he was popping like threes when there was no three-point line. And uh, one last guy I'll mention before I'll let you guys get to it is uh, Pistol Pete Maravich, yeah, actually. Yeah. He was one of the last guys in the, um, in the list there. So the fact that he was like literally playing the modern game in like the, the previous like era where they weren't shooting a bunch of threes and there was no three-point line, like the things I was hearing about him in like the YouTube videos, apparently he was like popping threes from half court and stuff. Again, I don't know how accurate this stuff is, but I feel like he could have potentially been on one of our teams and be a difference maker. He definitely would have fit, uh, fit in the modern era, man. Like he just shot from anywhere, great ball handler, and that's what you need in point guards today. 100%. You guys got any other uh, picks there that – be potentially missed i mean we didn't pick iverson uh i'll, I'll say this I, uh isaiah thomas uh i know i have jason mm. but I, uh, I was going back and forth between whether i wanted to pick isaiah thomas right because he can score he's physical he's toughness you play in the bad boy pistons right so he's not afraid to get in your skin he's kind of like a little bit of what i'm looking for for this team even for a backup um patrick ewing too you know like I know, like, everything going around, like, he didn't have a championship, everything with the Knicks. You know, like, he's underrated. He really doesn't get enough credit for what he's done, right? Like, he is perhaps arguably one of the best players the Knicks have ever drafted. People forget how dominant he was on that Knicks team. He ran across an era where there were so many superstars that ran his way, right, that he just couldn't get his Knicks to that championship game. So, I'd say Ewing, Thomas, and... Yeah, Kevin Garnett, the guy that I was thinking about drafting, but just because of the dynamic of my team, you know, I think he would have been great. You know, he would have been a defensive player that wasn't afraid to get physical, but that can score. 100%. And just a little bit on, um, who was it again? On Patrick Ewing, I think he, he just unfortunately played in an era where there was too many um, dominant centers that outshined him. David Robinson got an MVP. You know, Hakeem obviously dominated the 90s when Jordan wasn't there. And then, you know, it, there's just a lot of centers in his era. Like even Alonzo Mourning, the, the, some guys like that. There were, there were a lot of centers in that 90s era that he played in. But he's definitely one of the more forgotten players. Uh, Jeff, you got any players here that you want to highlight? Um, I think a player that, you know, I think – if you 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 since you, I mean you justify making the Tracy McGrady pick, um, you could also could then in that mindset justify Vince Carter. Ooh, um, yeah. Vince Carter was a player who, yes, he had some injuries and yes, he didn't win a championship. But similar to Tracy, uh, Vince Carter at his peak was a dominant scorer in the league. Um, and crazy, obviously, obviously crazy athleticism. Yeah. Um, but he was a player that you you could have built a franchise around for sure. Um, yeah, if he didn't get frustrated with you and then demand a trade. But uh, I don't have any any uh, was it? I don't have any gripes with that anymore. Clearly, you know, James Harden is on the list. He's um thirty second. Yeah, I I thought about James Harden too, but I just figured you know. Tracy, I, it was either him or Tracy, honestly, for like that backup position for me, and I just went with T Mac because he has more size. 
Yeah, but Harden is definitely a modern player. He like he there was no way he would get the amount of foul calls he would get in like the old the other league. Uh, yeah, that's another reason why I didn't take him. He's not getting all the calls in in the nineties. So, I mean, James Harden being left on this list, I'm not. I don't feel any contempt or any uh, regret seeing him there. So. I guess that rounds out our draft. We're just going to each go over our teams one more time for the viewers at home to uh, vote on who you guys think the best team is. But regardless of how you guys vote, my team is the best team. So I'll just go over my roster real quick. Um, so we got Magic Johnson at the point guard, Michael Jordan at the two, Kawhi at the three, Tim Duncan at the four, Hakeem Olajuwon at the five, and we got Chris Paul, Reggie Miller, Tracy McGrady, Anthony Davis, and Moses Malone to round out my bench. Okay, go All right, me. so uh, John Stockton at the point guard, Kobe Bryant at shooting guard, Larry Bird at small forward, got Bill Russell in the center, and I got Dennis Robin at the number three. And then from a bench, I got Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, John Havlicek, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then I got Will Chamberlain for the Breen Street Bangers because that's what you're going to be hearing from Mike Breen, baby. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Well, here at Strive for Greatness, we only strive for greatness. And with this team, we're going to win championship after championship after championship. LeBron James finally has teammates. So my lineup again for everyone is LeBron Curry, Durant, Dirk Nowitzki, and Shaq. Dominant starting five. And then off the bench, you got the IQ there too. Nash, Wade, Pippen, Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What a team. Yeah, so that rounds out our draft. Make sure you guys sound off in Instagram and let us know who's got the best team. Um, Honestly, it's a, honestly a toss-up depending on how you view basketball because if you're – Grant's like pointing at himself there. But if you, <laughs> if you really value like offense, for example, then you might, you might uh, vote for Jeff because he's also got some modern players that everybody recognizes. Maybe the traditionalists will view Grant's team in, in a better light. And I honestly don't know how people will view my team. But regardless, it was a great draft. And – we're going to bring more content like this coming to the podcast because the off season has been really slow right now. We don't know when free agency is going to start. We don't even know. Like, I think the draft is set for like December or something. We don't know that stuff. Yeah. Like and the 100%. season's not going to be to like minimum January, but it's probably gonna be let later February. So expect some uh, NBA history content coming up, you know, th- this type of stuff, but we'll also still cover the news around the NBA we're definitely going to bring Grant back if he's uh if he would like to join us again. So make sure you guys stay tuned on the podcast. Stay connected to all our socials at NBA Most Valuable Podcast. This has been the Most Valuable Podcast at the Most Valuable Podcast Network. And we'll make sure to keep you guys updated with all the news around the NBA. So till then, we're out. Peace. Peace.